Hello and welcome back to Ramblings from Nowhere. Yay! Woo! We're back, Clay. Finally. It's been so long. A week, and what a week it's been, my friend. There is no Clay, only Plinko, reptilian lord of the underground. <laughs> we have come for your Xbox and PlayStation 5 pre-orders. And we require the blood of Michael Jackson. What's up, man? How's it going, man? I don't know. Me and Plinko, uh, the reptilian uh, lord of the underground. It's It's been a, uh interesting week, to say the least, for us. Uh, our little yeah. group of fr- gaming friends. Which, uh, we'll get to here in a little bit. Uh, this is, uh, we're gonna breeze straight through the first half of this, Clay, because, uh, I'm going to assume that you've been playing and the pretty much the same stuff. Anything new you want to bring up on the TV or movie front? I, man, I haven't really been playing much because I've been gone. I was Thursday, I stayed with my grandma and my mom, and, uh, and then Friday I went to Pigeon Forge for my friend's bachelor party, which I'll be very quick with this. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Friday night, we, you know, we stayed in the cabin and I guess we were having too much, uh, fun, you know, listening to old country music and drinking. Uh, we didn't answer the front door when the police came, um, because he came around the side of, of the deck, whatever, and literally, quote, said, you guys are being too fucking loud. And we said, whoa, I was like, man, we are going to get shot because that's the new status quo. Uh, but, uh, my friend Mackie, it was his bachelor party and, you know, his dad is a retired police officer. And so he was all like going up to police officers. I'm going to shake your hand. And the guy's like, I don't, dude, no, I got gloves on because of COVID. <laughs> but eventually the cop was cool. We apologized and he left. So, uh, the next day we went into town and, you know, we wore our masks and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just hilarious to me how no one really gives a shit because it was like you have to wear your mask in the restaurant and no one was wearing their mask in the restaurant. I was about to ask what was the uh, mask ratio uh, in Pigeon But But we did a good job staying away from everyone else. I mean, that was it. And after that, we left, went back to the cabin and we didn't go out that night. So we stayed in. I have have one question for you. Um, Did you have any choppity ham while you were in Pigeon Forge? I did not. I thought about you though. (laughs) I thought about choppity ham. I thought about Randall. I thought about Freddy. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I looked up at the moon stars. I was like, I wonder what the hell Freddy's up to. I mean, no, Randall's been a doctor or whatever. Driving to Cherokee at midnight and our buddy just out of the blue says, anybody want something to eat? And Clay was like, "Yeah, because they made Clay, because we made Clay drive." And I was the youngest, right? I mean, said, I was. He said, "I've got some choppity ham back here." <laughs> Man, driving all around, we went over to Cherokee, like the casino in North Carolina, driving that big ass Dodge truck yep. that Freddie had. Mm. I'm sitting there like this young kid, pretty much hanging out with all these <clears> other <throat> older adults. I use that term loosely, quote unquote adults. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, man, everything's good. I'm almost done with the fourth book of Dune, and uh, yeah, I'm still playing Sea of Thieves. So awesome! That's uh, it. Same for me. Really, not much to talk about. Uh, still not caught up on. Oh wait, 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 oh, wait! Oh, oh, oh. I did get my comic books, and they have started the X Swords All thing. Right, whatever. Give it away. The 22 part crossover, yeah. dude. It reminds me of the old school crossovers from right. the 90s. Cool. I'm excited. I'm ready. Yes. I'm going to go pick up my comic books uh, Friday, so pretty excited. Pick um, it up. Still, Anyways. Still haven't caught up on Lovecraft Country. Um, pretty disappointed in myself on that. Uh, I do want to mention just real quick, um, I did watch, I restarted my CBS All Access. Uh, 
thing again mm-hmm. because they were they have the console wars documentary on there which is based on the book of the same name console wars and it deals with uh nintendo versus sega uh and how sega overtook nintendo for a time and all that uh it's yeah. re- the book's excellent did you ever read it clay uh, don't think I have. No. Um, it's an excellent book, and the documentary is excellent too. Uh, really, nothing new if you've read the book. Uh, nothing you know surprising, but it is a good documentary. I highly recommend it. And uh, the other thing I want to ask you, Clay, before we move into news, is um, last night we were trying to find something to watch the family, and. Is it okay to watch the Cosby show even though Bill Cosby is a piece of shit? Pardon my <laughs> French cuz I normally I normally reserve the cussing for you but you know in this case he really is a piece of shit. So That is a weird um, thing to think about it. We're not not weird, but it is something um, to really to think about because like all the allegations with Michael Jackson, you know, he made great mm-hmm. music but then in the end, you well, know, that dude did some fucked up shit. He did, and I will be the first to admit that I still listen to Michael Jackson music. I can, I think that Thriller is one of the greatest songs ever, and one of the greatest video or short form videos, I guess. Uh, John Landis of uh, American Werewolf in London fame directed that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we started watching it with Ella Kate, and uh, you feel kind of dirty. In, in our case, in mine, well, mine, I don't know my wife, but for me, I felt a little dirty because I know what kind of dude this guy is. But, I mean, back in the day, Cosby Show was it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah. first, that first episode, we were watching it, and I was still laughing. Even to the, I've watched the Cosby Show, like, numerous times. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of like it's taboo to even say it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, is it okay, though? Do you think it's okay? I mean, do we let one bad person ruin like the work of all the other actors and actresses that made the show great? I, I don't know. It is. Yeah. It's it's like being it's stuck it. between a rock and Mrs. Winters, <laughs> aka Hard Place. <laughs> but no, nah, I've thought about that. It's it's hard to sit there and be like, yeah, I really enjoy this music. Oh yeah, the guy was kidnapping women, pretty much yeah. like R. Kelly, for instance. R. Kelly yeah. had a bunch of soulful, bump and grind music. But now, I mean, the guy like pretty much ran a cult, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, maybe if uh, anybody could, uh, I would like to hear what anybody else listening thinks of that. If you want to put it in the comments for this week's episode, uh, just interesting to hear what everybody else thinks because I personally think that the Cosby Show is one of the greatest family sitcoms ever. It almost feels but, kind of borderline when people say like Hitler was bad, but he had some good ideas exactly, like you know, highways or yeah. some dumb shit. Yeah. It's like no, no Hitler, shut the fuck up, yeah. you're a piece yeah. of shit for even saying yeah. that. Uh, yeah, and that's oh yeah, I mean, he made a really good strudel. I mean, uh, sure, Hitler was terrible, but he I made mean, a nice pie. I mean, we're talking about the man. Not only did he bring us the Cosby Show, but he brought us Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. He brought us Leonard Part Six. I mean, my goodness. Uh, Why do they ever call that Leonard Part Six to begin with? I can't remember. I don't, it, I don't know. Because there was no Leonard One, Two, Three, Four, Five, no, right? Not at all. It was not just Leonard. All. They just went right to six. Yeah, it's true. It. Such a terrible movie. Um, uh. for for a terrible person, I guess. Um, but anyway, I was just thinking about that when we was watching it. But like Ella Kate, before I, I was uh, coming down here, and she was asking if she could watch the Cosby Show. You know, because the Cosby Kids on there, they're great. 
You know, Theo. Hey, hey, hey. Rudy. Rudy's freaking great in it. Uh, Let's go spike yeah. that woman's drink. He's so, like, oh, man, I knew something wasn't yeah. right. But uh, anyway, I was just, I've had that on my mind since we started letting her watch this because we was going to watch the Brady Bunch, but you can't find the Brady Bunch on any streaming stuff. It's all for pay. So, you know. But they're all devil worshippers anyway. Yeah, that's true. There's always something wrong with that, too. Alice and their damn death cult. So, but that's it. That's all I wanted to ask on that one. You know? I just, yeah. It's a, it's a it's a conundrum I find myself in sometimes because of course Ella Kate has no idea, you know. Yeah, she's just there because you know it's got the kids in it and they're all silly and blah 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 and everybody and all that. And I'm thinking, there's that dude that drugged a bunch of women and raped them. Yeah, but man, he's funny as uh, Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> so it's just like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, do do? he's so yeah, funny. I just don't know. Anyway, uh, that's about it for me too this week. Uh, not much else to bring up. Uh, so, Clay, we're going to move on into, uh, real quick, a uh, little bit of trailer talk. Um, Disney Plus finally dropped a uh, Marvel trailer for WandaVision this week, or I guess last week, actually. Uh, what would you think of it? I really enjoyed like how they had all they were just mixing all the old costumes yes. in. I thought that was really neat. Listen, I really feel this is how they're going to make X-Men. They're, they're going to pull some kind of... House of M stuff. Well, did they? you see where they were talking about when they're drinking out of a bottle of wine? It was like the House of M, uh, House of it wasn't the House of M, but the House of something. And the the M looked like the Magneto M or something like that. Did you see oh, that? Man, I, I didn't. So, I didn't notice yeah, that. I, I, you know how it is. I, I went through, and of course, somebody had stopped and broke down the trailer, and so on and so forth. So, uh, but I'm pretty excited just for the fact that uh, we're getting some new uh, MCU stuff in general, especially after they push back, well, they changed the dates for all the Phase 4 stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I think Black Widow's now, what, February of next year, I think. For, if I I'm, can't believe we're going an entire year without Marvel movies. I know, but... Uh, sucks. It's, it's hard to believe after... I think we've just been spoiled over the years but when you think about it in 2021 I think we get what three you yeah. get you get Black Widow Shang-Chi and um, Thor or not Thor uh, what's the other uh, what's the other one that I just now completely forgot oh the Eternals yeah and then you got Thor and um, I just want to know what they're going in you know, what direction they're going we know like some things already we know like I think uh, Kang the Conqueror yeah. has been cast yeah, and all that good through, stuff yeah so, I mean, there's going to be a lot of multiverse I'm, stuff, so I'm I hoping, wonder if we're headed... I'm hoping that we're going to see some of that come to light with these uh, series. Uh, you know, we talked about the She-Hulk casting last week, and I know yeah. they're starting to cast for uh, Kamala Khan, which I'm personally really excited for. If they do this Miss Marvel one right, um, I think it could be something special. So uh, we'll see. But uh, back to the WandaVision one, uh, I'm with you, like all the little subtle nods to all the different costumes although I don't think I ever saw him in his white costume you know from like West Coast Avengers days um, I don't remember seeing it in there I could have missed it though but uh, there's so much happening in that trailer uh, I'll be interested to see where it goes they did not put a date on that though did they I don't think they did so. so still waiting all I know is that it is confirmed for this year I'm thinking November is what I'm going to go with. Or they'll wait and drop it like on December 25th, you know, yeah, right at the end of the year. So we'll see. Uh, but that's about it. I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Uh, 
we're going to move into news. Uh, like I said earlier, we've got quite a bit to talk about this week. Uh, first up, I've got a couple of little sad pieces of news. Uh, we had a couple of passings over the past week. Uh, first one was uh, Ron Cobb. He was the alien ship and Back to the Future DeLorean designer. Died at 83. Uh, he was also responsible for design work on Conan the Barbarian and Indiana Jones. Um, I just wanted to bring him up because, uh, you know, without him, we wouldn't have a alien ship, the Nostromo. Uh, the Which I love the industrial yeah. look of that whole ship. You know, I, I love the lore of aliens. Yeah. You know, Geiger gets a lot of credit, which he deserves oh, yeah. for the alien designs himself. But, you know, I think Cobb uh, was kind of overlooked when it comes to what he brought to the table with the Nostromo and all that. Uh, his first job was on 1974's Dark Star, which was a John Carpenter. Actually, John Carpenter's debut film. Um. On the Nostromo, let me see. I'm pulling it up right here. Where was it at? I was trying to find what I was looking for. Can't find it now. But anyway, uh, sad to see him. And just think what the DeLorean might have looked like if we hadn't had uh, him put that design work down on it. But you don't think it's that much, but it's pretty cool looking when you get down to it. Oh, yeah. So uh, just sad to see him go. Now, the other one that hit me pretty hard this week, Clay... Actually hit me real hard. Uh, so you know, as you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And growing up, one of my favorite teams, tag teams, and still probably my favorite tag team of all time, and in my opinion, the best tag team of all time, uh, was the Road Warriors uh, slash Legion of, Legion of Doom. It just depends on where they were at the time. But anyway, uh, Animal. Joe Laurentis, Laurinatis. I don't know why I said it that way. Uh, Joe Laurinatis, who was animal, died this week. He was 60 last week. I keep forgetting that all this stuff. It's been so long we had to push back that it's messing me up. Uh, but anyway, uh, he passed this week. And, uh, man, love the Rogue Warriors. You know, we've already lost Hawk, and now we've lost Animal. Uh, it's just hard to... It's hard to swallow if you're a wrestling fan, which, you know, I've had others that hit me hard, Dusty Rhodes and so on and so forth. But, man, when I was growing up, there was nothing better than the Road Warriors. Yeah, it sucks that he passed away. It definitely was the it tag team of the 80s and 90s. You know, yeah. it was the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors. But, uh, uh, what a rush. yeah, I thought that was really, that was the coolest stuff when Dude, I was a kid. Man, I'm telling you, uh, as a kid, they come to the ring, they just beat the crap out of whoever. It didn't matter who it was. They just squashed everybody. And it was like, and these dudes, you know, they were, of course, playing off the, the Mad Max Road Warrior aesthetic in the first place, you know, the shoulder pads with the spikes and so on and so forth. But they had the face paint, and you didn't, you'd never seen a tag team like that, you know. And it's just like, what in the world? And then they just come in and just beat the crap out of everybody. It's great. Man, I miss them. We're definitely not ready though for whether Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan passes away. I don't think I'm, we're ready for that. I'm not really, uh, not don't really care about Hulk Hogan anymore. Uh, the Ric Flair one. What do you mean, brother? Well, what about Ted DiBiase? You don't let huh? me be in. You don't let me be in races, brother. Mm, no comment. No comment. That's the thing about uh, Ted DiBiase. You can look at a picture of him smiling with his mouth open, and you can just imagine him doing that. <laughs> You can look at right. a picture of the Dylan Gantry's father, too, and say the same thing. I remember, yeah. I remember that when he was at the theater. Good times. 
Did you uh, say Gentry or instead of Gentry? Why did I say Gentry? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dylan Gentry. I'm just his tore father up. looks I'm, just like I'm the just Millie Dollar Man. Over this, can't talk right now. Actually, this freaking uh, allergies have been tearing me up. Like these are the worst fall allergies I've ever had. Dave, listen, we need to get on to the big news. And just we gotta talk about All this right. because We're I feel like to, I'm about to blow up. I know. I'm making you. I'm letting it stew in you. No, as we up. go through all these other <laughs> <laughs> so, potatoes. But seriously, but in all seriousness, uh, both of them will be missed. Uh, yeah. it's, it, it's if you're a wrestling fan, this was a tough pill to swallow. Now knowing that you know both Hawk and Animal are gone. Uh, so, but moving on to more upbeat news, uh, Disney Plus. Uh, it looks like they're going to be doing a Nick Fury series with Samuel L. Jackson, Clay. Uh, very interesting stuff, yeah. Um, it's kind of overwhelming with all the stuff they've got going on, but yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if he was underutilized in the last few movies. Uh, I understand why he wasn't there, but uh, I could, I'm could. i down for a Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury series. Uh, somebody posted in the comments on this article, uh, let it be the further adventures of uh, Nick Fury and Goose after <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but anyway, I, not really much is known about it other than you know that uh, this supposedly is going to happen. So we'll see. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, as you can see, Clay, I am trying to move through these for you. Oh, you're good, man. So Clay, what do you think about uh, sticking in the comic book world? What do you think about a Spinoff from James Gunn's Suicide Squad, uh, starring John Cena as Peacemaker. I don't really care. You really don't care. I really uh, don't care. I mean, unless John Cena kills it. I mean, I like John Cena, but not everyone can be like The Rock and be as successful. It's kind of crazy to still think about The Rock and how much. So I, I mean, how much more famous he gets? It feels like every year. But I'm going to yeah. I'm going to say this, though, and I think you'll agree. You'll give it a shot, at least just for the James Gunn uh, involvement in it. He is directing part of it. He's written the whole series himself, and, of course, he's producing. Uh, Let me read you this little tagline, see if it excites you any. Peacemaker is an opportunity to delve into the current world issues through the lens of this superhero slash supervillain slash the world's biggest douchebag said Gunn in a press release. I'm excited to expand the Suicide Squad and bring this character from the DC film universe to full breadth of a series. And of course, to be able to work again with John, Peter, and my friends at Warner Brothers is icing on the cake. So I don't really know that much about Peacemaker, but that little line about him being... So he's like the, he's a pacifist that kills for path, for his uh, beliefs. Let me see if I can... Okay. Uh, let me so see if I can he's it. Punisher then? Uh, kind of. Let me see if I can find where it was at. Uh, there was another little thread in here, but I can't find it. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, I have no idea what this Suicide Squad is going to be like, but uh, as always, as I've said before, any chance to uh, get some more James Gunn stuff, I'm <clears throat> I'm all for it. So uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, cool. John Cena. Uh, he's hit or miss for me. Some of his stuff is, uh, you know, not that good. But uh, what was that movie I watched with him the other night? It's that one kid's movie. About Where's the firefighter? Fire. Yeah. yeah. What, I can't remember the name of it right now, but Ella Kate, we watched it, and she absolutely loved it. And he was pretty funny in it. Him and uh, 
John, uh, who was in it? Keegan Michael, and who else? I can't remember right now. Anyway, um, Keegan Michael Key. Key was in it, and whoever else. I don't know. It was good though. I was surprised because John Cena, as I said, is kind of hit or miss with his acting. Uh, so there's that. Uh, sticking with the DC side of stuff. Uh, speaking, you just talking about The Rock or Dwayne Johnson? I'm sorry, I can't talk, dude. Uh, they have cast Aldous Hodge to play Hawkman in Black Adam, which uh, Hawkman is uh, tied pretty closely to Black Adam and stuff, comic book wise, depending on which Hawkman it is. Uh, I just bring this one up because I'm excited about there being a Hawkman of some form in a movie. Uh, I don't know. I, again, we haven't seen anything on this other than those little teasers they did at the Fandome. So, uh, we'll see. Hawkman, I was telling, I think it was Mike at the comic shop, when Jeff Johns was writing the Hawkman series after New 52, or the 52, whatever it was, uh, his Jeff, his run was incredible, and it really turned me on to Hawkman quite a bit. So, kind of excited to see where this is going to go. Uh, I'm sure you don't have any thoughts on this one, one way or another. I don't. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just wanted to bring it up. <laughs> Uh, this one though, I bet you do, Clay. They're making a Yakuza movie. That uh, yeah. I mean, if it's gonna retain how batshit crazy well, the series is, sure. It was approved on strict condition of the series creator's approval. So that tells you that what you're getting into, I think. Dude, it's it's nuts. I mean, it's over the top. There's crazy so, characters. So. Which which you played? Which ones have you played again? I played zero, one, and two. Two. Where would you like them to start? Would you like them to start at the zero, which is basically set in the eighties? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it just depends. I mean, yeah, I think they should start with zero. Uh huh. So as long as they keep that feel, I should go. Yeah, in it needs to be over the top. It does yeah. not need to take itself seriously. I should go in and play these. I really should. Should you need to? Yeah, they're good. Did you see where they pushed back or pushed up the release date for what is it, the Last Dragon? Is that the, the next Yakuza? Yeah. Well, I think the, it's going to be exclusive to the Xbox yeah. Series X until March. Yeah, they pushed it up to I think to release day and date with Xbox. Is that what it said? Yeah. So that may be may be my excuse to play it since there's going to be nothing else to play hardly. Need I was going to say, you need to play the other ones first so you know what's going on. And Maybe. plus, this one's going to be completely different, though. It's going to be turn-based RPG. So. Oh, hey, I know what else I was going to bring up just real quick because we were talking about that. Uh, I played Avengers. You know, I threatened, yeah. I threatened to play it. Uh, story stuff is really good. The multiplayer stuff is okay. Uh, the worst thing about that game is the load times. Really? Ten minutes. I promise you, Josh and I waited to get into a match with just us. Just me and him and, and two uh, computer players. Ten minutes, low time. That's nuts. And then, half wow. the, and then half the time. So at one point, we finally gave up and quit. And as soon as Josh backed out, or, okay, left the Quinjet, which is how you back out, the game loaded in for me. And the game loaded in for him separately. Same level it did it three times. We spent Damn. We spent 45 minutes trying to get into one match. The first night we played. That's how ridiculous the load times and stuff are on it. But graphics-wise, it's pretty. 
I'll give it that. It's not bad. It really isn't that bad of a game. Um, if you like loot, you know, loot action RPG type of stuff, which is what it boils down to because you're picking up loot all the time and stuff. So I'll be interested to see what happens with other characters when they bring more in. So I just want to bring that up there because I cool. forgot to bring it up. Okay. Clay, I know that you loved Left 4 Dead. I love Left 4 Dead. We put tons of hours into the first Left 4 Dead. I don't think... Did you like Left 4 Dead 2 as much as the first Left 4 Dead? Oh, yeah. Did you? I don't think... I I played it quite a bit, but I don't think it hooked me the way the first one did. But that being said, uh, they've released DLC for Left 4 Dead 2, the first DLC in eight years. Uh, it was community made, right? Yes, and then given uh, blessings by Steam to go ahead and release this uh, patch or this DLC. That's uh, awesome. I think it's great. Uh, I don't. Do you still have Left 4 Dead 2? I uh, don't think I do. I, I need to go purchase it. I think I do, and I don't know. I'm going down through here, kind of scanning to see if it was. Uh, do you know if it was on console or if it was just PC? Uh, I think it's only on PC. So I might have it on Steam. I've got so many games that I've just bought because I could. But anyway, just real quick, I thought it was neat that they did this because that was uh, that was a great game. Uh, both of them were really good. Like I said, I the first, the second one didn't hook me as much. But so again, this is a community made DLC, and it includes the Last Stand campaign. 30 brand new achievements, 26 new survival maps, 4 scavenge maps, 2 new me- melee weapons, Left 4 Dead 1 infected skins with functional gore, new and unused survivor voice lines, new and improved character animations, reworked gun models and animations, PvP Bam. enhancements and balance updates, official CSS weapon implementation, and brand new mutation mutations rocket dude and tank run. So wow. that's a lot. A whole lot of stuff. I'd love to play that again. I would like to check it out. I I might even install it on my PC, on my laptop, just to get that and see what it's like. So, but then again, I would I would like to play some Left 4 Dead again. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, most definitely, dude. I love that game so much. That first one, put we put tons of time into. Uh, So there's that. Now. One more thing, Clay, and then we'll get into the meat of this uh, episode. The meat. One more thing. Potatoes. Are okay. you are you ready to sign on for the Amazon Luna Cloud Gaming Service? Hell no. <laughs> this no. Did, this didn't excite you at all. No. No. Not at all. Me either. I kind of looked over it at first, but then I thought, well. We need to talk about this a little bit, which is not going to be much because... Um, Garbage? It is. I'm trying to get the... It's a direct competitor to Google Stadia. will offer various game channels. And by the way, each channel you have to subscribe to. So you have a base subscription, if I'm not mistaken, to the Luna service itself. And then, like, for instance, Ubisoft will have an Ubisoft channel, which gives you... Granted, gives you access to all their games day and date but you have to pay a subscription fee on top of that, which I don't know if they ever uh, gave a price for that subscription service or not. Uh, You can use it with a Fire TV. Uh, I'm trying to find the other ones on here that you can, that it's compatible with, and I can't find it right now. PC, Mac, and Fire TV. 
as well as iPhone and iPad. Or iPhone, yeah, and Android. It's listed as coming soon. Uh, it's five ninety nine a month, for and you can get Luna Plus. Hey, wake up, wake up! Listen, this is where it gets good. <laughs> you can get Luna Plus, which will offer four K res at sixty frames per second for select titles and allow subscribers to play on two simultaneous devices. How cool is that? Mm, no, mm. nothing. Okay, how about nothing. this? How about this? Hold on. Luna will also feature integration of the Amazon-owned Twitch streaming platform with Amazon announcing players will see Twitch streams for games in their service, in the service, and from Twitch, they'll be able to instantly start playing Luna games. Huh? Huh? No, thanks. Nothing? Still nothing? Nothing. Okay. Well, this is my last selling point, and then we're going to move on. In addition to the service, Amazon announced that an Alexa-enabled Luna controller that will connect directly to Fire TV devices in order to reduce latency between the controller and game. The Luna controller will be available for $49.99 during the early access period. Luna is also playable via mouse, mouse and keyboard or other Bluetooth game controllers. What do you think? Huh? Uh, no, thank you. Nothing. Still nothing. Nope. All right. Well, there you have it. Amazon Luna. I think Clay pretty much sums it up for all of us. When it comes to that, snooze fest. You know, but in all seriousness, uh, you would think after Google Stadia that people would kind of be gun shy about doing something like this. You know what I'm saying? I tried Google Stadia and it was, you know, it was functional, but it, I, it was nothing I wanted to keep. So uh, I don't know. I just don't see it going on. All right, Clay. Same. Are you ready? Yeah. Did you hear about Microsoft? And what they did the day before pre-orders went live. <laughs> so this, this is the thing. Me and you had talked about this before. Like, okay, so mm-hmm. you know, Sony countered with the price, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, they're going to drop a bomb some, somehow. You know, I thought they were. You know, I thought it'd just be something crazy as just countering PlayStation's price. You know, lowering the Xbox. Mm-hmm. No, no, man, they dropped literally what we refer to in the video game business as a megaton announcement. Remember, like, mm-hmm. during the GameCube years, there was always on message boards, like, Nintendo's going to drop a megaton announcement, and they never did. Uh, but this was megaton. This is huge. So, what we're talking about is Microsoft bought ZeniMax Media, which is the parent company of Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda, of course, makers of such games as... Elder Scrolls, Fallout. Really, that's all you need to say. What? Well, Doom? Well, no, Wolfenstein? no, 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 no. That's a yes. They have those now, but I mean, that's a different studio. Along okay, with I that, got you. but that's all under the Bethesda. Umbrella. I mean, but I mean, when you say Bethesda, what's the first thing you think of? It's either Elder Scrolls or Fallout. You know? Yeah. I mean, how, I mean, my God, uh, Skyrim. You can play it. You could probably play it on my NES Classic if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they put it on everything. Uh, I, as I have said before in the past, I am not the biggest fan of those games just because I don't have the time to put into them. Uh, I know that we talked about Fallout before, so you know what you're getting. These are big games. I mean, it's not a, you know, these aren't small games by any means on just the Bethesda front. But on top of that. As you were saying, they got id, so- id software, makers of Doom. Uh, what else am I missing? 
all of a sudden I was looking down through it's here. Wolfenstein and Doom Wolfenstein and Doom I'm trying to find the other uh, developers within this Arcane Studios uh, who did uh, Dishonored, Dishonored, Dishonored 1 and 2 right. uh, they have the Deathloop game that's coming out uh, for PS5 uh, time release uh, timed exclusive I'm sorry and Ghostwire Tokyo both of those are time release but uh, they have those coming up from that uh, where are the rest of these flipping studios at so Clay while I'm looking for these uh, give me some thoughts on this it's huge because I mean we've always stated the weakness of Microsoft is their games the first party studios they're behind and now making I mean, granted yeah they didn't create these from, from the ground up like you know Sony has or Nintendo has um, but I think this was going to be the best route for Microsoft was to purchase some a game studio that's known for some high profile games especially with the newest uh, Elder Scrolls that's going to come out probably what two years or and then they've well, got Starfield which is Earthfield, pre- yes. yeah which is pretty much the same engine as Fallout same engine from uh, Elder Scrolls, but it's in space. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun. I feel like they've got the entire Western RPG market covered. Because so, now they also have Exile, which has been doing the Wasteland series. Yep. And they've got Obsidian, which is known for doing a lot of great uh, well, I RPGs mean, as well. Fallout so. New Vegas, you know. Right, which so. is a lot of Fallout fans consider that like the right. definitive Fallout game. So, but dude, Sony, or this is excellent what they did because I mean now they're going to put everything on first or on Game Pass. It's just going to entice people to buy in. I mean the thing is, you know when when they announced that, I was like, dude, this is going to suck. It's going to be hard for us to get pre-orders for the Xbox Series X. I yeah. felt like you you see on message boards everywhere, people are like, this is a game changer. Well, it's exactly the kind of bomb that needed to be dropped from Microsoft, I guess, to compete with Sony. They coming in so. So, just real quick, uh, the other studios included in that were uh, it, as I said, Zenimax, Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. Uh, that bumped their in-house studio count to 23 studios under the Microsoft umbrella. Uh, and like you said, I, I really think they needed something. Uh, we talked about last week with PS5 coming out with uh, the disc version at four ninety nine and the discless at three ninety nine. Uh, they needed something a a shot in the arm because I I personally do think that that took a lot of thunder out of what they've been working towards for the last year. Well, what two years I guess actually. Yeah. Uh, and man, it what a shot in the arm that was. I mean, did you? I I didn't see it coming. You know, no, not at, at all. all. I'm mean, nuts. You know, you'd heard, you'd always heard that Sega was out there, and that Microsoft could possibly buy Sega. Konami always comes up because you know they're Konami now, and <laughs> uh, Capcom comes up every once in a while as one, but never, never would have thought Bethesda. So it was crazy, and man, what a way! So, just real quick, though, before we move to the next part of this story, because there's a lot of pieces to this thing, uh, just real quick, uh, so they have already said that Bethesda will run semi-independently under Microsoft. Um, Phil Spencer did say that they would evaluate on a case-by-case basis whether a game would be 
exclusive Xbox or not. Um, I don't think that um, I don't think that they'll take they'll pull Elder Scrolls online for sure. I mean, no, you know, that's like no, my, not that's that, like no. my, you know, that's like Minecraft. I mean, you know, that's on everything, and it's just uh, and they finally turned that around. The way I've not played it, but the way I've understood it, they've turned it around and made it a good game now compared to what it was at launch. So you have that, but it'll be interesting. They said they would honor, like I said, the Death Loop and the Tokyo Ghostwire timed exclusive stuff, which is uh, good on Microsoft's part. I mean, they're going to give it, you know, they'll be getting money for it either way now. So yeah. why not? Uh, but uh, do you see them making, uh, for instance, Star Starfield, right? Starfield? Yeah. Do you see them making that uh, Xbox exclusive? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Listen, I get it that they have to answer. I mean, they're, they're there to make money. And so this is a purchase, of course, to help continue to build the brand. But the thing is, if you want more people to invest in the ecosystem, the idea that you can go to Microsoft for everything, you know, for your game, for your gaming needs. Yeah, you keep it primarily on Xbox. I mean, they don't care about pushing more Xboxes. Because, I mean, there's other they're, ways that you they're can... For, they're, they're a games-as-a-service company now. Yeah, I think they see the writing on the wall. I think they realize this is probably going to be the future. And so that's the reason why they said a long time ago that Sony's not their competition. Nintendo's not their competition. But Google and Amazon are. And we see what Google and Amazon are trying to do. Yeah. And I have to wonder if... And I and I know we I brought this up in our group text, but, you know, how long till Sony gets bought up by somebody? If you're Google... If you're Amazon, you don't really have your own first-party studios. I think Amazon does. Amazon but, does, but they keep shutting down their games because they're terrible. Right. So. so, I mean, if you want to make a splash and get into the video game business, then you buy up Sony and you buy up a Nintendo. But I know that they're a Japanese company, so their thinking is completely different from you know American companies. Right. Okay, so closing this part of it out... Um, do you see them keeping, okay, say Starfield, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, say they keep them exclusive? Do you see them keep or continuing to push, say, Arcane games? Uh, some of these mid tier, I don't know about id. I don't know if Doom would end up, well, it'd be hard not to put Doom. But I don't know. Doom Eternal yeah. sold yeah. a shit ton of copies. But so. so do you see them keep pushing those out as a. Uh, multi-console release. You know what I'm saying? Well, I see the argument by a lot of people is there's 100 million people that have PlayStations. That's right. PlayStation 4s. The thing is that resets when you've got... I mean, you still support the old gen until what? What, two years? Two years, normal. And then after that, it's primarily being focused on you know the, the new gen stuff. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. If my... It's I don't know. I see a lot of butt hurt gamers though uh, that are just in disbelief at this, yeah. and uh, you know they're like, "Well, Microsoft has done a terrible job with studios in the past." You know, like Rare, for instance. I'm like, it's completely I, different I run think, yeah. company now. We talked though. about that. A little, we touched on that last week, and I, I don't think that uh, obviously it's not the same Microsoft it was uh, at the, when Xbox One was launched. Uh, I think Phil Spencer is a smart dude, and I will not be surprised when we see some of these uh, big AAA games 
not be exclusive. I mean, why would you not take, like you said, that's a hundred million, hundred million install base. Uh, you know, that's a lot of money coming in for, say, a Skyrim, you know, for an yeah. Elder, Elder Scrolls type of game. Uh, maybe not, uh, maybe not, uh, day and date multi-platform, you know what I'm saying? So maybe time exclusives play a little bit more into it then. You know, like a year exclusive exclusivity type of deal, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, you know, two years ago, Microsoft had nothing when it comes to game studios. You know, they'd shut down that whole Remedy deal, you know, where they were the TV studios and all that stuff. Remember, they were going to make TV shows and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, Phil Spencer come in, they shut all that down. It's been a complete uh, pivot as to their message, although they've almost pivoted back around on the, you know, always on stuff that everybody was complaining about it when Xbox first come out, when the one come out. So interesting mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, on a closing note on that, Microsoft said they will consider buying more games, game companies after Bethesda. <laughs> so look out. Hold on tight. That's, that was a drop of the bucket. Who Seven point five million dollars. Billion dollars. Billion. Yeah. It's just so, a drop in the bucket for to them. Them. I don't think I don't think you'll see Sony doing anything like that. I don't think they can. That's the thing, though. I really feel like we're getting. It's crazy. It's just going to be. It's not going to be just a bunch of big so, companies. It's going to be major companies gobbling up all these intellectual properties. Right. So that happened Monday. Am I right? Is my, are my yep. days right? That happened Monday. So then come Tuesday, and we already saw what happened. We'd already saw what had happened with PS5 and their pre-order debacle. Microsoft had already gotten out and took a little jab at them and on Twitter uh, or on social medias in general about how, you know, this is when it's going to be released, uh, blah, blah, blah. They, you had the, the time, which was what time was it for us, Clay? 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock for us. So you knew what time they had the retailers that were going to be taking pre-orders, and we were all in our group chat. You, me, Jesse, Josh, and Brandon. Brandon just kind of half-heartedly, because I don't think he was really that really seriously considering it. But you, the four of us were, because that's how you know. Newest, be, uh, bestest, latest type of. Deal. I got anxiety, man. It was like waiting yes. for that countdown. So, I, yeah, it was we've nuts. all we've all been through this before. Server crashes, blah blah blah. And I was, uh, I had, let's see, I had a Microsoft and Walmart, and trying to. At one point, I had Amazon up. On the not not on the splash page, you know that home page that they had for the Xbox One X or Series X, but on the actual One X purchase page, I had it up for a little bit, but then it went dead. What all would what all did you have up? Uh, I had uh, I had Walmart, I had Amazon, I had Microsoft. Okay, and so when it and hit then, ten o'clock, I immediately went on Microsoft because I did cash in. Yes, my my rewards I've been working on the entire year I ended up saving enough to do $150 off and I I dude I, I, my, I was shaking I was sitting there like oh my god this is gonna suck and so I mean I click on it I get it in my 
cart. I'm like, hell yeah. And then it slows to a crawl, the website. That's what I was about to say. Before we dive into this, uh, let's just preface this by saying, uh, what a shit show. Man, I've cursed a lot tonight, but, uh, what a shit show this was, you know? Uh, like you said, well, I mean, a lot of it's just other people trying, you know, bots are trying to get in there and buy these up, and retailers were not ready. The only retailer I think that can withstand is Amazon. Because they well, get heavy traffic all the time. Well, but they didn't. I mean, we'll get well, to that. That's, well, yeah, we'll, get to yeah, that. we'll get to that. So I was on, I pushed mine through Microsoft as well. And we're both sitting there at a crawl, you, me, and Jesse, all three, right? Yes. Yes. So I, at the same time, I'm hitting Walmart. I got the one, I got one at Walmart. I got all the way to the final checkout button. While I was still waiting on Microsoft, it was still spinning. So I hit purchase or pre-order, whatever it was. Sold out. Sold out. Yep. And I was like, you, and I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. So by then I've got the cold sweats, you know, I'm shaking. So then you, then Amazon's dead, nothing happening. If you're on target, you can't even, you, you click purchase and nothing happens. I sat there and clicked purchase like 20 times and nothing ever happened. Best Buy's was, their link was dead, wasn't it? As well. Amazon and Best Buy's links were dead. Yeah. And it's only to come to find out that they waited 45 minutes to start opening up pre-orders, mm-hmm. which is weird. I, I, I never, we've never heard a reason from either retailer about why. But Microsoft, yeah, it took me maybe a total it of took- 15 minutes to finally check out. The thing is, I even closed my At Google. Microsoft? Well, Microsoft, right. Yeah. I closed my window down and reopened it. I had two windows going. It still had my, uh-huh. still had it saved in there, you know, and I don't know. I refreshed and boom. I was like, I, it, I felt it's that same relief when you're in your like teenage, you're a teenager in your twenties and the girl tells you I might be pregnant and you're sitting there just sweating <laughs> all the hell. And that relief you find out when she finally has a period, you're like, yes. Yes, that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> so, so I, it took me 45 minutes to get mine through Microsoft. I got kicked out three times, but it, luckily, like you said, it stayed in my cart every time. Yep. And let me, and finally let me go through. So we got, I think you and I were the first ones to get ours. Yep. And then Josh. And as a courtesy, I stayed on. I stayed on. Yeah. I was looking on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I follow Cheap Ass Gamer, uh, their Twitter page, and the guy was constantly updating about, you know, which retailers were open. And that's when I found out that Amazon and Best Buy had not even fired, you know, they've not even started pre-sales yet. Mm-hmm. And then I checked the uh, Xbox One Reddit, and they confirmed it as well. So it was wild to see that. But, yeah, and then all of a sudden I saw where Amazon started selling. But at this time, I think Josh had figured that out, and well, him and Jesse both were able to get one. I got one. I've got two well, pre-orders If now. you'll remember, though... That as soon as they went live, it crashed, and I believe didn't Jesse and Josh both go to their phone and end up actually going through their phone and ordering on the app and getting it I that way. I don't know. I I'll can't remember. Check with them on that. I didn't have an issue once it went through. I just refreshed when it was on Amazon. I, I, the funny thing is, I know a lot of people. Uh, there was a lot of people that accidentally pre not pre order but purchased the Xbox One X. Yes, that you know uh, some independent retailers it? It were was, selling. It, I think on Amazon it was trending like it, like it 
some ridiculous amount of it was number four on the charts at the time and it was up like over 700 percent sales wise or something like that it was a crazy amount so someone explained that though like yeah. it, it could have very well be excuse me like you know there's <laughs> it goes from like one console to four consoles being sold could explain that so it really just couldn't have been like you know hundreds of xbox one x's right you know were being sold so um, but yeah, it was a big relief. Like I said, I've got two pre-orders now. I, I mainly got that second pre-order because I think Best Friend Todd is interested in buying one. If not, you know, if somebody else were to say, hey, listen, I'll float you the money, whatever that's in your account, just make sure it's delivered. I mean, I did that for somebody uh, with the last generation. I pre-ordered the Xbox One and I pre-ordered a PlayStation 4. for, And a guy at work was like, hey, if you're not going to take that, you know, I'll take it. And he gave me the money and I got it to him. So, um but yeah, it, it was very stressful. I, the thing is, the PlayStation Five stuff was a clusterfuck. Let's be honest. The thing is, well, retailers yeah. decided to they break just, they did it the embargo. Own. Retailers and just, just yeah, went this, crazy and just decided yeah. to on their own. Xbox is a bad thing. It's telling everyone. Yeah, it's going to go on order at, at this time, so everyone's going to flood these websites. And, and Panda Money is going to happen. Let's not forget also, though. Uh, there are there's not. Regardless of what either company says, I don't think there's as many consoles being produced this time around as there was last time. Yeah, because I remember for X for the Xbox One, I pre-ordered it the day it the day it went on pre-order. I got one, and I don't think any of us had any trouble pre-ordering that time. You know what I'm saying? I so. never had any. I never had any issues ordering um, the Xbox One. And yes. I, d- I definitely didn't have issues with the X, and that's only because it was, of course, mid- the X was mid- a mid-cycle yeah. console. Yeah. So this, though, this felt like this, old school yeah. waiting in line for it. No, no. Like, uh, this was way more uh, uh, nerve-wracking than what standing in line at Crossful waiting on an Xbox 360 for you and your uh, friend, best friend, one of your best friends, so you can get it. Yeah. You know? And then taking it back. I mean, what? So you was working that night, and I got both of ours for yeah. us. Uh, like it was kind of nerve wracking though, because couldn't go to Cookville. I was living in Cookville time, and Cookville Walmart was sold out. Well, everywhere in Cookville, their lines were stacked up and already sold out. Uh, I think Sparta. We checked at Sparta too, and it was gone. And somehow we figured out. Somehow we found out that they had them in Crossville, and the line was short. So, Claire and I... I don't know how you figured it all, all that out. I remember we you saying I'm going to Crossville. Yeah. And I picked us both up one, and we played that terrible Madden game as soon as I brought them back. Because <laughs> that was the only thing to play at the time. Yes. So, uh, but this is the most nerve-wracking one for me, by far. And it's just because I had to sit there and watch that circle spin forever. And then getting booted back and forth. But, you know, I'll give them credit, unlike... Walmart, where, you know, quote unquote, I had one in my cart, which means, you know, I have that prepared to purchase, you know, but apparently I didn't, at least with Microsoft, it was in my cart and that was held under my name long enough for me to go through all the hassles I had to, to get it. So, you know, I'll give them credit for that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, both of them already gotten out and apologized, of course, for the pre-orders and both of them are saying more on the way. Uh, I will say this, Clay. I talked about last week keeping my Xbox One X. Uh, I've been thinking about trading it in for a digital PS5. <laughs> hmm. 
So I don't know. There's just something. I think it, I think it's just again the newest, latest, bestest stuff. Uh, it's kind of creeping in on me a little bit. Uh, so I don't know, but I probably won't do that. Just a thought. Uh, any other thoughts on that before we move into the last part of this dumpster fire that happened with pre-orders and everything? I'm just glad I got my pre-order. Screw it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it come through. I feel sorry for all those people that may be getting an Xbox One X, but you can always return it. So. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> learn, learn your consoles is all I can tell you on that one. Yeah. So, okay, on top of all that... Uh, Microsoft finally, last bit of uh, gaming news here, uh, since this is basically a gaming pod tech podcast anymore anyway, because, you know, what else is there to talk about, really? Um, Microsoft finally come forward and started talking about their storage options. So, dude, it, I am getting, I'm loving this release of information every Monday now. It's always been something. Yeah. So, and when, so okay, just real quick. Um, of course, there's a slot on the back of the Xbox Series X, and that's for their pre- pre- proprietary, let me say that real fast, uh, storage uh, option. Let me pull it up here. I'm trying to get down to the specs on it. Uh, hold on. The card, it? the card works exclusively with the with solid the, state drive. That's in, it's in, yes, the it's internal drive. It's an expansion for that. So it's uh, it's kind of crazy how they do this. Uh, let's start with the size of the game. No. Da, da, da. What do you think of it, Clay? While I'm trying to find what I'm looking for here. Well, I mean, it's going to be like two hundred and twenty dollars. I did pre-order one just in case. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I don't like proprietary stuff. Like, that gets annoying. We're going to have to wait, of course. Prices will go down eventually when other people get their hands on and are able to make uh, their own cards, whatever. But, um, yeah, right now, I mean, that's the whole big push on this generation is being able to... It's not going to be like this whole graphic fidelity stuff. You know, you're not going to see a huge change in graphics. It's just how games are, I guess, presented. You know, um, both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X have solid state drives. Um, and that's, of course, to help speed up load times. Did you see all the information that got leaked today? Or well, not leaked, but, you know, a lot of uh, websites, review websites, have their hands on the Xbox yes. One X yeah. or Series X. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy the times, the, the load times that are getting cut, yep. like almost in half. And that's not even games that are. Um, That's not even Xbox Series X games. These are just, enhanced. Yeah, it's not. Right. Yeah, by the developers. This is yeah. literally just the hardware doing what it's intended to do. That's well, just like, to drop. like the startup screen for the Xbox alone. Uh, what was it? It was like a minute and a half. You know, if you do a hard reset to power up to the home screen, it was like a minute and a half from that opening Xbox thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they cut it down. What? what was it like 30 seconds or something like that yeah. maybe a little bit more but either way i mean it's it, it's ridiculous the, the load times i did see like someone had posted this i can't find it again but someone had posted like how quick it will take 
to transfer games from the you know if you have an external hard drive like a, a yes. 3.1 so or 3.2 3.1 SSD hard drive which by the way 3.0 is 3.1 they rebranded it so right. I think my hard drive will be fine so uh, you can't sorry let me uh, I've got that pulled so the thing it's weird the way they do it um, so they ask uh, Jason Ronald uh, from Microsoft uh, is my existing USB based HDD SDD with my library games compatible with the Xbox with with Series X or S? He says yes. It's easy. as unplugging your existing external USB 3.1 HDD or SDD from your Xbox One and connecting it to your Xbox Series X S X or S, and all your games are instantly available. You can continue to play your favorite Xbox One games, including backward compatible Xbox 360 and original Xbox games directly from the external hard drive. But, that is those. If it is enhanced for the Xbox Series X, you can store it on that hard drive, but you have to move it to the internal uh, hard drive, which is the... Where's in that? What is the exact name? The... Uh, the Velocity architecture hard drive. I'm trying to find the exact name of it, but Velociraptor. Uh, the, 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 the NVMe SSD <laughs> is what the, is what it's being called for short. Uh, but anyway, you have to move that game to the internal storage to play it if it's enhanced for the Series X. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you have the expansion card. You can store it on there and play it from that, no problem. Because, keyword being, it's an expansion to that NVMe hard drive. So, you got you do have a lot of options. You know, I've got a lot. I know you do too. A lot of uh, I've got a lot of games installed that I don't play that much, but I just keep them installed in case I want to play. So, I feel good knowing that I can just unplug my hard drive and take it to the Series X and have them there ready to go. That's nice. Uh, what's not nice is 220 bucks. Yeah. That's almost the same price as the Xbox S, Series S, which is yep. kind of crazy. And the Series S only has 512 storage, which I'm kind of glad I did not get that one now because <laughs> I was seriously thinking about getting that at first and then moving up into the Series X down the road. It won't take long to transfer those games, though, from if you know from no, your external said, hard drive. Yeah. It's it may like ten they minutes. They said that, I think it's even shorter than that for some of, depending on the game size and everything. Of course, you know I, I I'm sure something like uh, Warzone, which is well over a hundred gigs, you know, will take longer than say I don't I don't know just whatever. But you know you're going to be looking at hundred what I'd say hundred plus on most games anyway when you're looking at it and enhanced for Series X. needs to be something better to say than that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you've got one pre-ordered. I haven't got one yet. Um, what I've been thinking about doing, I would like to get one. Probably will at some point. Uh, I'm still going back and forth on the controller if I want to get a white controller. Um, I know people are digging those blue ones. Uh, I don't really need a second controller, but I just really like the way that white controller looks. It's uh, It's got that nice, I don't know if it's that Apple appeal to it. You know what I'm saying? That Apple look. It's got that, that clean cri- look. That crisp white. 
you know, Apple slickness to it. Sleekness, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm still debating on whether to get one of those, but uh, we'll see. I'll probably get one of these down the road, but I am probably going to upgrade because I've just got a standard uh, HDD external plugged into mine right now. I think it's a terabyte. It's a terabyte. Uh, I think I'm going to upgrade to a SSD uh, 3.1 of some sort at least and get that storage on there. So, you know, it's pretty nice just being able to... But really, you can just offload all those games to the to your external, except for, you know, whatever... What's your main game? So for you, you know, Sea of Thieves, for instance, yeah, you can have it on the on your main on the internal and have everything else you know on the external and still slide over no problem like you said I mean what how long does it take now to transfer I don't know it's been so long since I transferred anything from my everything stored on my external so I'm not even sure how long it would take anymore I couldn't tell you it's been a while as well I, I remember it taking it takes quite a while so but anyway there's that Clay anything else you want to uh bring up on this whole crazy pre-order madness that we went through last week I don't have excuse me I don't have anything else to say about it I'm just glad that we're past it and we've got a date we've got a new console coming to us I'm excited to plug it in and get started you know what I'm saying oh yeah we're on the other side of this mess and now we get to play some games I don't know what games we'll get to play yet but we'll get something. Well, Yakuza, the last dragon for one. So we'll see. Uh, that's it on that front. Clay, I have one more bit of news to bring you. And it's something I think will bring a smile to everybody's face. Um, I don't know if you heard or not, but, uh, the Doobie brothers are suing Bill Murray. Saw that for using, uh, listen to the music. In his, he has a clothing, a golf clothing line, and they are they are suing him for using uh, listen to the music and not uh, paying them for it. Yeah, uh, they sent a cease and desist letter to him. Have you seen the cease and desist letter? I have seen it. I saw it on Twitter. I, as a matter of fact, I, I'm going funny. to I'm going to read it to our listeners who may not have seen it because it is a uh, classic. Uh, it is a great a great letter basically uh it says dear mr murray we're writing on behalf of our clients the doobie brothers the doobie brothers perform and recorded the song listen to the music which tom johnston of the doobie brothers wrote it's a fine song i know you agree because you keep using it in ads for your zero hucks given golf shirts however given that you haven't paid to use it maybe you should change the company name to zero bucks given we understand that you're running other ads using music from other from other of our clients. It seems like the only person who uses our clients' music without permission more than you do is Donald Trump. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, hmm. this is the part where I'm supposed to cite the United States Copyright Act. Uh, hold on. Copyright Act to you for not complying with some subparagraph that I'm too lazy to look up and threaten you with eternal damnation for doing so. But you already earned that with those Garfield movies. And you already know that you can't use music and ads without paying for it. Uh, we'd almost be okay with the shirt. We'd almost be okay with it if the shirts weren't so damn ugly. 
but it, it is what it is. So, in the mortal words of John Paul Sartre, au revoir, golfer. It, pay, it pays. Sincerely, Peter T. Pomptomeo, Pomptomo, I guess. So, that was their letter to one Bill Murray. Did you see the letter that Bill Murray's attorneys wrote back to him? I did not. You did not? Okay. No. I, I have it in front of me. So this is the uh, letter that the attorneys sent to the Doobie Brothers' attorneys. <clears throat> this is a little smaller print, so bear with me. Our firm represents WM Golf, Inc., William Murray Golf. First, I would like to compliment you on finding levity in the law at a time when the world and this country certainly could use a laugh. Your client's demand was able to cut through the noise of the news cycle and remind us how much we will miss live music these days, or how much we all miss live music these days. We would also like to confirm that both our firm and the good folks at William Murray Golf are indeed fans of the Doobie Brothers music, which is why we appreciate your firm's choice of taking it to the streets rather than the courts, which are already overburdened minute by minute with real problems. I'm sure that Howard King and your firm, who argued that the song Blurred Lines, Robin Thicke, Farrell Williams, and T.I. did not infringe on Marvin Gaye's composition, got to give it up, would agree that your client was not harmed under these circumstances. All that to say, your negative comments about the fashionableness are especially disconcerting to all of us, especially considering 75% of my wardrobe consists of William Murray polos, shorts, and pants. Color me biased, but the... Wow. Consensus on this side of the table is that Bill and the brothers have some of the most clever and creative lifestyle wear available. In the mortal words of Mr. Murray, the more relaxed you are, the better you are at everything. So let's pour one up and unwind. Wait a minute. Is that right? Yep. So let's pour one up and unwind with a listen of the recently released Quadio box set and plan to cross paths at a Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary show in 2021 with some level of normalcy when some level of normalcy resumes. As your client so aptly stated in the classic song in question, what the people need is a way to make them smile, which both Bill and the Doobies have been doing for decades as world-class entertainers. Yeah, this response is getting kind of too it's, long. It goes on. Please provide us with the shirt size for yourself, Tom Johnston, Patrick Simmons, Michael McDonald, and John McPhee, along with which our clients' shirts you find the least offensive, and we will happily upgrade wardrobes and hopefully win each of you over as new fans of the brand. And... At least that's what a fool believes. The end. <laughs> Finally, three years later. Wow. Well, that was a lot harder to read because it's super short. But anyway, so there you go. There's a fight between the Doobie Brothers and Bill Murray. That's all I got. Huh? That's it. That's it. Bill Murray and the Doobie Brothers in a fight. Not really a fight, I don't think. So, oh, Clay, we made it through the news. That's a lot of news. That's a lot of news. A lot that of news. like the longest letter ever. Yeah, it was. I didn't realize it was that long until it just kept going and going. I should have probably just cut it off, but that's all right. We made it. Hopefully somebody's still listening. 
All right. Let's get, move on, Clay, to some emails for this week. I have two emails. Uh, first one coming from Glenn. Uh, Glenn says, what's going on, guys? Hope all is well. We are about a month away from season two of The Mandalorian, and I wanted to know wanted to know what you guys are looking forward to. Will Mando get the Darksaber? Will we learn about the child and his species? What role What role will Ahsoka Tano play? Did the Pablo Pascal did Pablo Pascal quit? Though I believe that rumor has been debunked. Would love to hear your preview. Uh, also, Jason, how is your Lego project with Ella Kate? The show's real host going. Uh, sent and that's it. Uh, so the Razor Crest Lego project is coming along uh, slowly but surely. We are. I just completed the fifth set of instructions out of uh, six, I think. I think I'm on the last one right now. So hopefully it will be finished this week. Uh, it's been kind of a slow build just with kids and everything, but it's looking pretty cool as it all comes together. Uh, Clay, what are you most looking forward to on this season of The Mandalorian? Uh, I don't know. I guess just world building. I just always love to know what happened between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to find out what Yoda species is. I don't know. It's kind of like figuring out what Wolverine's past history was. Kind of uh, like eh, such a okay. letdown when it all came to bear. You know what? The yep. Logan stuff. Um, interested to see the Ahsoka stuff, but I'm really interested to see what uh, what Sasha Banks' character is. If it's Sabin or what what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I don't know. I'm pretty excited just overall for the whole thing it's uh it's probably my most uh highly anticipated show of the fall since lovecraft country's here even though Mm -hmm. i don't watch it but you know it's right but anyway uh, i think that's the two big ones for me uh thank you glenn uh keep writing and we'll keep answering uh, let's see. Next up, we have one from Josh. Now, Josh made me, Clay, promise not to look at this email until we recorded the episode. All right. It is a uh, trivia question. Uh, it looks like there's two of them. Uh, two questions to it. He says, I'm sure you've already talked about it, but I'd like to confirm the Xbox Series X pre-order was a shit show. Yes, it was. Uh, I'd like to do a trivia question for you guys this week. Uh, what was Pearl Jam's original name and what was the first professionally recorded Eddie Vedder the first recorded song Eddie Vedder ever sang uh, I'm going to be honest and I will tell you as big of a Pearl Jam fan as I am I have no idea what either one of these are uh, I think it's Mookie Blaylock so I remember that from hanging out with my friend Will when we went to those two concerts uh, yes uh, Mookie Blaylock was the original name. Uh, do you have a guess on the song? I thought this one. Oh, I, I don't I, know that. I thought this one, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't say it. But it was Hunger Strike with Temple of the Dog. Okay. That's going to be my first guess. But yeah, wow. That's what I thought, too, but I was not entirely sure, so I didn't want to take a guess and be wrong. Uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Josh. That's um, some good stuff. I always like a good uh, music trivia. 
type of thing because we stick, of course, with uh, science fiction and fantasy trivia, which we will get to in just a second, Clay. Um, right now, as we speak, I am pulling up great moments in geek history. Great today. moments in geek history. This being Monday. Um, are you ready for some great moments in geek history? Yeah, man. Go ahead. On this day in 1981, Olivia Newton-John released the hit single, Physical. <laughs> do you do you prefer Olivia Newton-John's Physical or You're the One I Don't Want from Grease? Which is oh, your- Physical. Do you? I am a yeah. I am a Grease fan, so I prefer uh, you're the one that I want. Uh, also on this day, as we scroll down through here, hold on, that may have been the only thing that happened. It looks like it is. Uh, I think that's the big. Oh, wait a minute. On this day, Star Trek: The Next Generation that premiered. Oh wow, nice. So I have still not finished it. I will get back to it at some point. I'm actually going to dive in. I told you about that CBS All Access stuff. While I have it, Clay, you should watch Picard. Um, I'm going to try to catch up on Discovery. I've got about a month. Also on this day, The Big Chill was released in 1983. My parents used to love that movie. My mom watched it all the time. Uh, what else we got? I think that's about it. Yes. Uh, yesterday was Meatloaf's birthday, by the way. <laughs> Just so you know. Just getting that out there. Uh, that's it for moments in geek history. Uh, not much happening. Although, you know, I mean, what else do you need other than, you know, Star Trek The Next Generation premiered on this day? Uh, Clay, I hold in my hands the science fiction and fantasy quiz book. Are you ready for your question of the week, my friend? Yeah, man. Just pick it. I don't care. Just pick it. All right. Do you want a... What are you, I'm assuming you're going to stick with the hard questions? Sure. All right. This looks like a cool bunch. Uh, picking number between one and ten. Uh, seven. Number seven. Okay, these are true or false. Arthur, uh, author Jasper Ford has written a series of novels starring a character named Wednesday Next. <laughs> true or false? Repeat that again. Our, uh, author... Jasper Ford has written I'm probably butchering that last name by the way uh, has written a series of novels starring a character named Wednesday Next is that true or false? I'm going to go true. I don't know who that is I have no idea who that is either let's see give me just a second as I turn to the page number 73 what did you say? you said true I said true I'm sorry, but that was false. The character's name is Thursday Next, of course. <laughs> I mean, you know. But of course. Uh, you know, after you find out, you're like, oh, yes, that's right. Oh, oh. That's right, that's right. Uh, let's Just real quick before we get out of here, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, not, not at all, man. Um, it's always great to talk to you. So I'm looking up Jasper... Ford to see what he's wrote because I've never heard of him. Uh, the Eerie Affair, Shades of Grey, Lost in a Good Book. I don't know. I've not heard of any of these. <laughs> so, anyway, there's that. Uh, same here. 
Clay. Uh, we will be back next week, maybe on our regular time. I don't know. It depends on if we have any bachelor parties or although they are. No, having, I don't have any. Listen, I don't have any bachelor parties. They are too. having the pumpkin festival here next week. The festival. Uh-oh. The festival, festival. Of, of pumpkins. The festival. Happening. Happening here next weekend. <laughs> is it like the Ragu Festival? It's like the Ragu Festival. Instead, it's the Pumpkin Festival. Oh. But, um, so, you know, Alert grinds to a halt. Um, I'm, I'm going to see how many people. I'm not going to go, obviously, because who in their right mind would go to something in the middle of a pandemic, right? Am I right? Yeah. But, you know, there'll be a million people, not a million, but there'll be tons of people there. And I guarantee they'll all not have on masks. So, and you know, I just now quarantined another, we quarantined 50 on Friday in the schools. Really? Yeah. Damn. And at least 30 today, I think it was. So, you know, but it, it's okay. It's only a pandemic. So anyway, that's happening. So it may mess up our time a little bit. I don't know yet. Um, because that means because we're not going to the pumpkin festival, my wife's going to make me do stuff around the house. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, Clay, that is it for this week. We made it through. I know it was a little long. Hopefully people stuck around. Uh, as always, you can find us on the podcast streaming sites out there. I didn't mention this last week. Or did I mention last week that we are now on Amazon Music? Or yes, Amazon Podcast? Uh, still waiting on word from Pandora and... Uh, tune in i think uh submitted us to that haven't got any word back yet from them but hopefully we'll get something back uh you can uh find us on all of those please make sure and rate and review us on all of them not just apple podcast i always say apple but it'd be great if we could get some reviews up there on all of them uh if you haven't joined the facebook group yet just search for ramblings from nowhere you can find us on twitter at from ramblings and on instagram it's rfn underscore podcast also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, where can everyone find you on these social medias? On the Garbage Hell site known as Twitter at SweetJJ, the number one letter S. You can find me there as well, too, at Jason76Z. And with that, we are out. Yes. We are the lizard people. Thank you, precious. Thank you.